We're moving up. Up. We're moving up. Uh. <laughs> okay, so hello everybody and welcome back. We've had a bit of a hiatus of late. I've had people literally asking me, when's the next show? Where's two girls on the mic? When are you coming back? Well, we are back. We're back, baby. We are here with loads to discuss and Yay. talk to you guys about. It's been a, a mad two weeks, I think, mad we've been, we've been weeks, off yeah. air. Um, yeah, so Shezza, how you been? Well, you know, <laughs> she's looking at me like, what? Look, look. Mm-mm. It's just been nuts. I'm just, I mean, I, it's, I don't, sometimes you know, you don't want to bore you with the details, but yeah. I'm in this case and it's nuts. Right. It's nuts. Yeah, I noticed because I'm like, she has just like, she's yeah, not you ain't, you ain't seen, to messages. You ain't seen my media, no, social she's media, seen certain print. WhatsApp groups and she's just <laughs> ghost. Like, you. it's like a myth. Like, moving silently echo everywhere yeah but that's good it means that you're busy and that you're proactive and doing stuff very although i have to say this particular case i'm like man i didn't do it out (laughs) like seriously i was worried bro i was like shazza where are you oh my god i have to send out a search party for you it's actually crazy so and it's been really difficult kind of um just like juggling real life because mm. I have a family member who's ill. Um, my best friend had a baby. Oh, nice. Um, I feel like I ain't seen my mum. Mm. You know, it's just, there's just a lot going on. But yeah. just sometimes I get so subsumed yeah, into yeah, yeah. a case. So it's just like, it yeah. was just one of those periods. It and But the thing, the thing yeah. that's great is that everyone around me understands how it works. Mm. So I'm, I am kind of ghost at the moment. Do you know but, what? It's nice that you say that because there's certain times where you know certain people can take your quietness as you slighting them yeah and just ignoring them when yeah. that isn't the case it's, it literally is like if i don't get this done then <laughs> worries ain't, the getting pa- ain't getting paid <laughs> yeah. like you know yeah. things ain't gonna get and i need to and sometimes we need that and i think if you're because i've been in this situation before where i've been in this particular <laughs> friendship been. group and somebody feels slighted uh, yeah. because you know I'm just AWOL. So because yeah. I've forgotten, it's literally because... I'm, and it's not even AWOL. I need to it's do you, with me. Yeah, you got to get yeah. your head down and do your stuff. Yeah, so... so yeah, I'm going get through it, one of those um, periods at the yeah. moment. But just be that friend where you're like, is everything cool? Yeah, as exactly. long as I say yeah, that's good. All right, we'll keep that it moving. I'll see you when it. I see you. And that is it. Yeah, or do you know what? Anything you need? Make sure you get some rest, you know. When right. I have people that just do that, you're just like, that's so comforting from mm. friends. Because it's like they notice that you're not about, but they get it and they still show, I'm still your friend. Just, you know, take it easy. Make yeah. sure you're sleeping, you're eating. As my mum would say, I, I, have you got food? <laughs> Make sure you keep off your stomach. My mum's like that. It's like, <laughs> yes. You can have food in your mouth, literally chewing. And they're eating? asking you, are you eating? Like, what, 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 what is this mommy. action I'm doing? Like, yes, I'm eating. But yeah. Can I just talk about food as well? Because you're a good person to talk to <laughs> yeah. about. So. I've just like randomly and radically <laughs> decided that I don't want to eat chicken anymore. Right. And I'm really like, I don't know when I've touched red meat since. And this is not like Lent when I gave up red meat, but then I <laughs> accidentally, and it truly was accidental, mm. had um, oxtail and rice. I just, yeah. So at the moment, I'm really into fish. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I've had quite a bit of sea bass. Yeah. Quite a bit mm. of sea bream. No, red bream, sorry. And then some salmon. But like, where else can I go with this? 
As much as as far as you you could try the whole like too much fish is in the ocean. Family. Yeah, <laughs> man, try the whole and let us no, know. I need dishes. With, I need oh, you dishes. mean dishes? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like my food of the last couple of weeks has been proper bland. Like I wouldn't even. Are you still on the steak? Yeah, I've got like until the first of July. So I've got like six weeks now. It's the first of July, six weeks away. Yeah, I'm really scared, but I just. No, I'm really scared because yeah. my birthday's I know, right? So there you go. <laughs> so it's six weeks from, yeah, six weeks. I don't want to say six weeks from today. I don't think that's right, but it is about six weeks. Um, yeah, man. Okay. It's around the corner. So if anyone has got plans around that time, you better get to it because it will be here <laughs> sooner than later. Oh, Lord, don't remind me. Yeah. Okay, anyway, have you been apart from all I'm of all me? I'm all right. Just like, <laughs> as I said, the, you know, uh, to remind the listeners, I'm doing this competition called Purely and I'm like... Yeah, it's a, it's a bikini is, competition. It is, it is. So, you bikini. know, to, I actually bought these shoes for the show the other day. Have they got clear heels? Yes yeah, or no? And I hate that stripper ah, look. I've got really, clear heels. They're like, when I show you them, you'll actually, they're, they're like the Are least, they like the Yeezys? They're, no, they're like the least offensive kind of type okay. of stripper heel that I could find okay. on this website. Because I quite like the Yeezys with the clear heel and the I clear like nothing. Why is it clear? I, I don't, don't want to see no one's bunions <laughs> and when your foot starts <laughs> sweating up in that plastic, that's not nice. No, but it's just the strap. It's no, not those man. boots, those boots where they get like the air oh, bubbles. the air. <laughs> The condensation look. I don't know who thought that was, was a good idea. Like, I'm like, oh, God. So, yeah, so I've got them and they should be winging their way. And my bikini's getting made as we speak. Really? So, You're getting it custom made? Yes, darling. Oh, One I has love to. the sound of that. So, yeah. So, and also as well, <laughs> for the first time in my life, I'm going to have a tan. A spray really? Tan. Yeah, because you need to look brown on the stage because it shows up. Um, I'm brown already. Yeah. Yes, I know. But browner, apparently. So, really? Yeah. So, I'm going to be like, uh-oh. Thanks, Ace. So interjecting with they don't like <laughs> come into our lives enough, chat. you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so you know, I've got all that like coming. coming. So it's quite exciting. It's just that it's in the last stages now. I'm getting very nervous. And hence your diet is Yeah, really so plain. it's like my diet now is lower in um protein. No, yes, it's lower in protein and higher in carbs. Mm-hmm. And um oh my god, the intensity of the exercises. I thought I was gonna cry yesterday. Even when you just said the intensity, my, my eyes just, yeah. I, I reeled backwards. But I don't know if it's, if it's intense because it's intense or intense because I'm eating less of what oh. I was eating before. So yeah, so your body can, yeah. can drop and burn. Yeah. Not literally, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Burn. So it's interesting because I've learned a lot in that space of time. I've, I've learned like what I react to in terms mm-hmm. of exercise, in terms of food, um, just how, like, how much discipline I have had to like, make sure that I've had and everything mm. and like obviously trying to juggle work yeah. and this, you know, doing the podcast and yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. everything at the same time. So you see the sacrifices we make I'm for you, you listeners. I'm telling God. you, I'm te- I should be right now. I should be in my bed, like with a bottle of water, you, literally so by my tired. side. So, and then that's the next thing I'm doing now, drinking like three to four liters of water a day. Oh, wow. No wonder your skin's glowing. When she has a cane to the door, I was like <laughs> jumping up and down. I was just like, what's wrong? I need to use the toilet. I've got to go. I've got to go. So I need to be near toilet facilities at all times. Yeah. Otherwise it's just going to be a wreck. But other than that, that's all I've been kind of focusing on. Some other stuff has come up as well, but I don't want to announce it just yet, which okay. I told you about. We'll talk about that another time. But um, other than that, yeah, man, I'm cool. I'm here. I'm happy. So we so, could yeah. not have failed to have missed um, what happened in Manchester. Oh, God, tell me about it. Oh, just horrific. absolutely. I, I mean, I just... I, 
I don't even know if it serves for me to just go on, mm. the, you know, the adjective scale of just about how atrocious it was, how how scary it must have been for the people involved, mm. but also like just kids. scary to even not being involved, to yeah. have to to just think about it. Mm. Like, you've been to concerts. Mm. I've been to concerts. We both went to Beyonce last year. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That kind of a day. Your day was lit. My day was lit. Yeah. That kind of a day. And that's how it ends. Mm. I just... It's really sad. I just... Honestly, I just... Obviously, it's not the first incident that we, you know, that we know of. Yeah. That's happened like this. But for some reason, it just really just got me here because I'm just thinking, Ariana Grande concert, clearly the majority of people that are going to be there are kids and they were and you're seeing like the death toll kind of go up and you you wake up to this news and it's just, oh, I just, I can't fathom it. It's just awful. Yeah, it was kind of mind-blowing. It yeah. was difficult to kind of comprehend, mm. to actually be like, UK's Manchester, yeah. like that Manchester. Because mm. when I first saw Ariana Grande, I just, I, because I didn't know she's over here. I don't, I don't follow yeah. her as an yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe it was an American Manchester. Yeah. Not that it would have made it better, yeah. But but you, it's so close to home. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So when I saw Manchester, I didn't I didn't immediately think of our Manchester, mm. the UK's mm. Manchester. I did not. I just I. And then when it became clear that it was, mm. it's it's Manchester. It's that's just mm. up, up the road. Do you see what I mean? It's, <clears throat> that could yeah. have been Wembley. God forbids. Mm. But it's that's how real it is. That's like local. Mm. It's lo- and and you're you're right when you say it's not as if we haven't seen you know both here unfortunately and abroad mm. and closer regions abroad p- places like France have had you know their share of terrorist attacks to their city Nice we've had things here seven seven obviously and we're old enough to remember when the IRA were about and they were they were having their bombing campaign but it's still it's it, it that none of that has tempered the shock no not at all and you know obviously for, from everyone involved in this podcast like mm. our hearts go out our prayers go out to the victims mm, the their families. families just on that subject though because i've been listening as I've been driving to and from court, I've been listening to um, loads of talk radio shows because that's kind of like my thing, talking about um, people's, well, just engaging listeners' reactions to what's gone on, what can be done, what should be done, how can we combat it, and one of the um one of the really kind of uh i guess sad things about this is that it's really clear to me that everyone like joe public feels quite powerless and you hear that even in the you hear that in the frustration in people's voices mm. when they've been calling up these shows but you also hear it in um their inability to articulate what should be done and actually i'm in that same boat Mm. you don't know like what what can you do apart from entrust Mm. 
which we which we do, I guess, every day, mm. our security services. Mm. What else can we do? And um, they, people are saying, again, because we've discussed this on this podcast before, mm. um, a, a few people that I've listened to, as I said, when I've caught these shows, have called up and said things like, you know, the Muslims in the UK need to do more. And I just, I really, I really every time like that. I interrogate that me, yeah. statement in my mind, I don't know what that means. Mm. I don't know what more they can do because especially about this situation mm. because apparently um i heard somebody on the radio saying um that the family of the person who we now understand had brought the bomb um to the manchester arena had in the past mm. tipped off the authorities about this young man because he apparently appeared to express sympathies with suicide bombers and things like that. So apparently I think people around him had made tip-offs to the security services. Right. That's what that's what I understand from listening um, to um, a particular caller into the radio. And I can't remember who it was and I was driving, so I couldn't take notes. But um, so they, they, they pe another caller said that what it shows is that people, Muslims, people in general are doing what they're supposed to be doing. There are tip-offs. And the thing is, so then I go back to what does the statement mean about Muslims should be doing more? Mm. Like, what more? The thing is, I think it's such a stupid question because it's like, if you hear a crime that a white person does, we don't then go, oh, white people, can you please speak to each other and tell us why you're doing that? Yeah. I don't remember anyone saying, oh, Jimmy Savile was out here raping and molesting kids. So white people as a community, please, can you do an investigation yeah. as to why he was like that? How the hell? What? Yeah. So why would a Muslim person know that the, the, know the mindset or the antics of another individual yeah. who happened to have proper screws loose yeah it doesn't make and any sense you know what that's exactly the sort of thing that the, that the the same caller who was given the information was saying because he was saying that you know the muslim community for starters aren't a monolith right secondly it's 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 almost and i'm i'm saying this as as actually my viewpoint that it's almost kind of like a contradiction in terms if you understand that these people that are doing this, they're using, they're using religion, Islam as a cloak. It's not really. This is not. This is not how the Muslim community or the Muslim faith operates. So, you're asking people who are actually operating outside of what they're supposed to be doing, and so obviously secret, secretively, furtively, um, undercover. And not, you know, with the blessing of the rest of their religious community, you're asking people to 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 monitor people who aren't working within those normal confines. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's like I, I these it's, are ordinary people, you know. They're not specialists. Like they're just parents. That's what I'm saying. So you're yeah. asking. You're asking like just just any 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 old Muslim basically mm. to just. I don't know. Are you saying kind of keep an, a more vigilant eye on people who practice your faith? Or is it, to, I, I, you know, I generally, I, I don't have any idea. But I find that um, just that statement that keeps getting thrown around, oh, Muslims, you know, UK Muslims need to do more. I find it quite troublesome. It is. 
And I, but I know that it's probably born out of that same frustration that I hear in, in all of the callers that have called up on these various talk shows about this um, incident because nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows what to do. It's like, how, how do you manage this when it's um, sometimes young, disaffected men mm. who are kind of operating on the fringe anyway, fringe of whatever community they may be in, who go out and do this kind of thing? This, this is what happens. And it's not um, exclusive to um, terrorists, yeah. um, Islamic ter- terrorists. It's exclusive to any kind of young male disenfranchised youth youth if yeah. you look at people who join the EDL or the BNP they're often young they often come from a, a working class back- background white working class background they've probably been told that the reason why you haven't had a job since leaving school at 16 is because of all of these immigrants coming in yeah. and everything and then it just leaves you know people who are older than him and know how to manipulate yeah said person to say oh this is why all your issues are there and if yeah. you join us then all your issues will be gone yeah. it's the same tactic that you know the older you know drug dealer on the estate might use to you know to try and recruit some young it's impressionable a form of it is and it goes across the board so for me when i hear you know people say oh i got the muslim people do more blah 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 it's yeah. like well what are you doing in order to stop whatever's going on in your in your group? Yeah. What are you doing? And and what are thing, you doing? Also, that I think that's another reason why that statement kind of troubles me because it's it's that kind of separating and othering um, Muslims by saying that because when you say UK Muslims need to do more, mm. it's as if it's it's just their problem. Yeah, it's everyone's problem. It's weird, it's weird. Like, and, and that's what I mean. So it kind of yeah. cuts across the rhetoric that you usually hear, which is, oh, we're all one big community. Mm. But then because these people have adopted or have said, okay, yeah, we're doing this in the name of Islam, when you know it's they're radicalised, mm. basically. So they're not doing what the everyday Muslim is doing when they're practising what's supposed to be a peaceful faith. So then it's like, oh, no, but at this time, now this is going on. Now it's kind of like you lot need to do this. You lot need to step up. And I just, I find it, um, I find it a bit troubling. And I guess the only, the only parts of my mind that can, that can understand where it comes from is just out of the sheer frustration Mm. of people not really knowing. And it's a shame because now we have, obviously, the general election was, due to come up within the next couple of weeks or mm-hmm. so the whole topic now is whether or not can i just say that postponed. ace is like those two those two kids that what? bowled into that bbc oh. interview. <laughs> you're just making so much noise you should just get ace <laughs> a, a, a yellow jumper <laughs> and let him just come bounding <laughs> in like dun, 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 dun. what's going on here he was trying to step over things he stepped on it <laughs> the door was hella noisy no mind ace you'll get it right one day but yeah anyway so yeah no the whole talk now is about whether or not they should postpone the general election some people are saying that they should because it gives the Tories an unfair advantage because Theresa May is all over the press all over the news obviously she's gonna have to do that because she's the PM right whereas other people are saying no 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 let's just keep it going so my thing is I would I think that they should postpone it Mm. I think it is unfair Mm. it does give the Tories an advantage and I always find with tragedy tragedies like this particularly if there's like you know if the the suspect is an you know is Muslim Mm -hmm. the Tories always use that to their advantage to kind of you know start making people afraid even more so than what they already are so 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 far 
I don't. I, I mean, so far they've kind of. I think um, local. Uh, what's the what is the word that what? you just used for when it's coming up to election and the parties go out and they General they're election. like I can't what my mind is so blank when um, campaign campaign yeah. <laughs> Where did I forget that word? I was like, oh, God, it was so gone for my mind. (laughs) Right, so local campaigning, I think, has started again because everything was put on pause for a bit. Local campaigning has started again and I think national campaigning is going to start again tomorrow. Right, right. Um, But I don't think, I think think it would strike complete, I will be very surprised and I think it would strike completely the wrong note Mm -hmm. if any political party were to even slightly be seen to try to bound off that, you know, that tragedy and start, you know, scaremongering or anything like that. I'm sure they will. Like, I can imagine whoever's dealing with their press right now probably writing up some sort of plan in order to kind of twist this to their advantage. They're going to. I mean... Particularly when, um, prior to um, this incident, um, Theresa May really, you know tripped over herself when she wrote her manifesto mm-hmm. and it you know the the I think a lot of people were thinking that they're not going to vote Tory because of the, the dementia tax and how mm-hmm. it's going to affect the elderly like yeah. you know I think a lot of listening to a lot of like shows like LBC it, that certainly turned a lot of people it really off. did like people who were like I've always voted Tory but this yeah this listen you mess with people's money and mm. you mess with especially in this country you know there's a this whole thing about you know the elderly kind of working throughout their entire lives and they get their house and once they get your get the house that means they're secure that's it they don't have to do nothing they can just sit back and kick back and that's it and that for the most part that's kind of always been the way but yeah. it seems like what we're going into now is that even if you worked all your life and you've you've saved and you've got whatever assets you need it's like they're not even safe anymore no. because if you can't pay you can't for, pay for your own social right care that's it we'll just care. take it from you yeah. and that's 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 that so there's no security anymore so with the housing market being the way that it is for the younger people what that i feel like what that essentially means is is there any point in them even getting mm. a property because you're going to work and work and right work. you're going to get the property and you get old and you know god forbid but if you get ill in that way and you need taken care of yeah they're just going to take it it. from you exactly so that kind of changed the the i think i'm pretty sure that the the labor party the um i certainly heard that the the, the approval rating had gone up yeah Yeah. shortened quite a bit yeah and then this happened so it's like there is no way in hell that you know whoever does the tories press or whatever is not going to use this to their advantage they'd be stupid not to i know but i i I, well i don't know i disagree i think they would they would they would be stupid too because i think Mm. it would strike completely the wrong note because i think you know as much as um when these things happen and it's happened in in london only recently the thing that happened on westminster bridge right um that there's this kind of rhetoric about, oh, we won't be stopped. We'll just carry on mm. as normal and stiff up a lip in that. In a sense, I, I think that's so fake. Mm. I hate when is. I hear it because it kind of almost, I think it kind of reaches out to people and it forces them to think within themselves I can't I can't be seen to react to this or I I maybe it would be wrong of me to be scared or anything like that and I kind of feel like the reason why we carry on mm. as normal is because 
we have no other choice, not because we're so strong and impervious. And maybe I shouldn't make that distinction. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's not making a good, you know, um, PR point out of a situation. But that's what it is. It's, I, I didn't. But that's that's human nature. We ha- we carry on because we have to. We have like, to. We got we've got bills yeah. to pay. So I don't think it's like oh you know stiff up a lick because we're British. Right. No, we've got to get to work. Yeah. We, we we still need to cross that bridge. We still need to use um you know um, London transport. We've got we've got no other mm. real choices. But when it's kind of spun in a way of oh yeah you know we just. We're fighting on. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I shouldn't say this. And maybe um, it's a good thing when people spin it like that because it does make us feel strong and it does make us feel resilient. But right. in a way, I just think it's it's kind of ignoring one of the situations in That's society happening. that we find ourselves mm-hmm. in, which is we are in kind of like a rat race and nobody really can afford to stop. And that's that's quite sad, really. Mm. But um, not in this, not in these London streets. That's for damn sure. Like, you could, you just got to like, keep. You this, literally, this, you have yeah, to keep going. Financially, it's like, if, can you imagine if you just decided I'm going to stop working? How are you living here? Yeah, nah, yeah, <laughs> that just, just doesn't work. So just just thinking about it, then what is there? Is there any one thing that you think that we community, you individual person X can do to like I don't know what can be done in this new kind of age of terror as we know it oh man oof I don't know that's what I mean it's difficult I mean I think going back to what we were saying about um, seeing this problem as a their their problem, we mm. need to not look at it like that. It's our problem, mm. you know. That saying it takes a village to raise a child and everything. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. to me, I feel like we've come out of that mentality. I really kind of always kind of remember when I was younger how much other people involved in my upbringing. I'm talking about my mum's peers, my dad's peers, and everything. If I was out on the street, you know, and if I was acting up and I saw one of my mum's friends or one of my dad's friends, and it would be enough for them to see me, for me to pull myself up. Whereas I feel like kids nowadays probably don't have that so much. And that might be because you know, for a few reasons, I'm, I, I know for a fact there are a lot of adults that are actually scared of kids because of the way some kids can act. If you mm-hmm. tell them, you know, can you behave yourself or whatever, they'll probably tell you to shut up or, you know, yeah, might even attack you. So, violent, yeah, yeah, and things like that. And also the flip side of that as well, if you do attempt to try to intervene, mm-hmm. you know, somebody might look at you as you're being the, the person that's, you know, the aggressor or right. whatever it is. So I think that kind of thing has gone. We kind of need to get that back so that we as a community, if we see something that's like, look, we need to get that kid. Because so it's just like collective responsibility. Collective basically. responsibility. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, we really do. And I don't understand... Well, I kind of understand why it's happened, why it's kind of like disappeared, that whole yeah. thing. I just I just think it's really sad because I feel at times, as much as we look to the authorities to help us to, to you know, to, to manage things, I think for the most part, it's within ourselves. Mm. Like, you know, they are there to do a service. But for the most part, I feel like in order to kind of like stop this or nip this in the bud, it kind of just start with the foundation. If there's no foundation, then, you know, you get the situation that I'm sure that young man has been groomed and, you know, by the wrong people or whatever he was feeling. And 
you know, just enabled him to feel like he had to do this. Like yeah, he it's had difficult, to do isn't that. it? Because yeah. he's he's somehow had access to to people who were able to radicalize him, and they've right. they've somehow had yeah. access to him. What's interesting under is this is someone he's got parents, a mum yeah. and a dad. Apparently, it's been revealed. Yeah. So it's not like oh, it comes from. A, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what his home life was like. But yeah. you know, when people talk about kids who do well they often have two parents at home this guy had two parents at home but for some reason somewhere along the line yeah he went left right. very left so i don't know yeah. i just feel like yeah i think within us as a community we need to stop all this division and like it's, oh it's it's their issue you know same for like um knife crime oh it's black people it's their issue it's like mm. no it's a community thing because there's white kids out there doing it too mm. there's asian kids out there doing it too mm. the minute you start saying that you know, that's that's when everything just goes to pot. Yeah, and it will when it's get if it's if it othering. is yeah, if it is our issue, it will be your issue soon down the if road. If it's not nipped. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think in um funnily enough, one of the perhaps parallels that I see between this, you know, issue of young black boys and men um being involved in knife offences, knife crime, killing each other, stabbing each other, or being the victims of um, said offences. And also this um, scenario where you have um, young people or people who may um, follow, um, you know, the the religion of Islam being engaged by people who are radical who who have stretched really mm. to something which is not really in keeping with islam but they still call it it and um and then throw around and indoctrinate people with those radical views i was going to say one of the parallels that i see between those kind of those two um sets of maybe potential individuals is that there's this tension anyway mm. between them and authority yeah and i don't think that has assisted or will assist in the future in terms of policing, managing and dealing with Mm -hmm. on an authoritative level, like at a state level, those two issues. Mm. That's where I think part of a problem may lie. Yeah. Because there has been... The tensions and it's not it's not just I guess it's not just a tension between state and those those particular communities that I've identified. And I don't say all of those communities, um, but it's kind of like maybe the, the the some people within those communities have become disaffected mm. by the way that those communities have been managed by the state in terms of policed in terms of how they find themselves living yeah. in terms so in terms of their economic situation their housing situation um and in terms of the way in which they kind of um go through life and are dealt with by various different factors or factions of the state and i think that's that's problematic and I, if that's not recognized at a higher level, mm. I think there's always going to be problems yeah, in um, in 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 managing or at least understanding how these things keep happening. Mm. How it is that regular young black boys are willing to to, to 
end the life of another one. Mm. How regular boys from regular Muslim families who are not defined, like we keep saying Muslim families, but Muslims aren't defined yeah. by their religion. It, no more than I'm defined. If, if I'm walking down the street, you're going to just be like, I'm defined by my, by my faith. Do you, mm. do you understand what mm. I mean? Um, but... Yeah, I just I just think it's difficult. Yeah, it's I think hard. It, I think it is difficult. I don't I don't profess to have all or even any of the answers. It's just it's crazy times that we find ourselves mm. in. Oh God, I'll pray so, for that to the kids and everyone that suffered from this. But um, you we, just, so we we mentioned, or I think I said the word mm. in terms of like the radicalization of these young kids. I mentioned the word grooming and I know one of the other subjects that we were going to speak about today mm. was um, the programme Free Girls, yeah. which was on um, the BBC. Was it last week? All my days you know and weeks I didn't watch it, to one. be fair. So if you, you'd have to like give a rundown of the show. I think it was. I think it had to have been I only knew, week. obviously I knew about the story because obviously there was a big, you know, investigation into it. So yeah. I know it from that perspective, but not from the, the TV show. Yeah, I think it was point. last week. So Three Girls was a, um, yeah, it was a, a BBC programme. It was on BBC One. Um, yeah, for sure it was last week. And it was basically um, a dramatisation mm. of what actually happened in Rochdale, not so many years ago, where hundreds of young girls, I think they all happen to be young white girls, mm. were young, vulnerable white girls, were um, exploited, sexually mm. abused, let's just say, by um, a number of Asian men within a particular community. Mm. And the story the three girls story really kind of focused in on a particular health worker and I had her name to hand Sarah Ro Sarah Robotham played by Maxine Peake who I actually really like as yeah. an actress and um she Maxine Peake's character this Sarah lady was like a health worker in Rochdale and she a sexual health worker rather and she was recording and seeing young girls coming to her mm. who were obviously sexually active and, and digging a bit deeper, found out that they were being sexually abused, mm. let's just call it that, by older men. And um, almost like sex rings where they'd be taken and passed around men. Mm. And she was reporting it. So Sarah was reporting it to authorities and literally for years nothing Not was happened. done mm -hmm. and so the program focused on three such girls holly ruby and amber and it basically told their stories and i have to say la it was really really disturbing viewing yeah i can imagine i think that's probably one of the reasons i just wasn't ready like i'm just i'm not I need to be in a space to watch this. It's I know how you feel. Set my spirit so yeah. much because when I, I'm just like these are kids. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you? And the fact that it went on for so long as well, oh. I, I just I couldn't. But I will get round to it because it is something I I do want to watch. It's just I just need to be in a headspace to watch it. But in terms of 
the show as a show how did you find it i thought i thought it was a it was a gripping disturbing ultimately well made program right it really really was it was so well made that and the story is obviously so you know just deeply disturbing mm. that you're watching it and it's 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 just all there mm. you're not watching it and thinking oh but this is a program you're watching it and you're just you know you're you, the parents of the girls mm. because the girls were the issue was in Rochdale why it wasn't stopped sooner is because despite this sexual health worker reporting mm. that all these girls were coming to her, some pregnant diseases, talking about, you know, 13, you yeah. know, sex against the law, you know, so let's report it. These are older men. These aren't mm. their contemporary young boys or anything like that. And the reason why it wasn't, nothing was being done about it was because of the attitudes mm. towards these young girls from people like the police mm. who working were class girls. Yeah, they yeah. were just, they were, they were working class girls. They were from, you know, lower working class mm. as well, but it, it's just seeing them as willing participants. Mm. So a complete, oh, completely overlooking the fact that they were, too young mm. to be given their consent to sex and even the ones that were over the age of consent had been groomed to the um, point yeah. where um you know they're being passed around to different men mm. and i think the police looked at it as though oh they're just teenage tearaways mm. they're just you know they're, they're they're child prostitutes and there was one line that Maxine Peake's character said that kind of really struck she said there's no such thing as a child prostitute mm. there's only such thing as a child being abused mm. being sexually abused mm. and there was another quite powerful scene where I think she was talking to um, a bunch of people who were like in authority they may have been police officers or something like that trying to really ram home look why is nothing happening yeah. and she was painting the picture for them. She's like, what, do you just think that they're all just, you know, having, you know, free... I, I'm paraphrasing, perhaps not getting it quite right, but having, like, free sex as though it was the 60s. She mm. was, like, saying, these girls... I'll tell you what sort of sex they're having. They're having anal sex. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? And it, mm. she, she needed to take it there... In order for them to for understand. For them to understand. Yeah. For them to maybe get out of their head that this was mm. some kind of... These, these were some, you know, individual love stories of, mm. of young girls maybe falling in love with... What the... It was just... It was, it was so... It angered me to mm. know that this went on for years. Do you know what really upsets me the most? And probably this is one of the reasons why I couldn't watch it. I remember... Do you remember the case about the Shirley Oaks... Um, home which is is that in, in South Croydon somewhere? yeah and for years this this home was home to basically like lots of lots of kids lots of kids who you know 
were orphans or for whatever reason were having some issues at home and they mm-hmm. sent them there and they were supposed to be looking after the kids and mm-hmm. this home was running for like decades and throughout the decades they were just abusing 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 all of these children so years later obviously they sued I think it was Lambeth Council in fact right. they were in charge of it and they won a massive payout but this has been going for years and the common the common denominator I always find with Shirley Oaks and with these girls and with you know, victims like Baby P and Victoria Climbier is that the authorities always know about it. Yeah. Always know, they're always aware. So when I was um, made aware of the show, um, obviously uh, this show being made, Mm. and one of the the main things that people were saying was that one of the reasons as to why the social workers and the police didn't come forward or didn't really do anything is because they didn't want to be accused of being racist. So I kind of sat there and I thought about it and I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't accept that. And the reason why I don't accept that is because, mm-hmm. like I said, before the, those, those cases, you just ignore it all the time. Like, there's mm-hmm. always a record of you knowing that there's been systematic yeah. abuse within these environments, but yeah. you do nothing. And now you're actually using, what well, the term I hate, using the race card in order to protect yourself as a reasoning for you not doing your job. It is your job yeah. do you to know make that, sure do you know these kids are looked after. And it's disgusting that you would even say that yeah. as, an, as an excuse. Do you, know why, do you know why what you're saying really kind of like rings some bells with me? Because... At the time mm. when this hit the news, the whole Rochdale yeah. um, case, even then, I thought it smelled so foul mm, when they were saying that the police didn't get involved. When I was reading mm. about the scale of what was said to have gone on, and I don't even think that that one case captured the whole scale, the yeah. wholesale, whole scale of what was going on. When I was reading about it, I just thought, nah, not buying it. Not buying it. Mm-hmm. I just, I felt like it felt like a convenient, a convenient thing to say to kind of try and, um, you know, shirk some kind of blame. And also really convenient, like you said, that it involves the race card Mm. because there is a certain section of the media who were reporting it in this way. And even some institutes who want to poo-poo the issue of racism. Mm. And so I just felt like it was almost like a... A reverse Jedi trick to it, kind it of was. try I was and like, be like, I don't buy that. Not in that. This yeah, is not no. The, the reason first we didn't time. do anything is because you know all this stuff, and then we mm. kind of felt so bad, and we didn't want to be seen as racist. So that's why. Nah, no, you just didn't want to. You've done it before. It was because you, do it you didn't respect mm. that community, and I'm talking about the, the the victims community. You didn't respect that community. You didn't rate that community, mm. and because by and large. It was young girls. Mm. That's the truth of the matter. It's because they didn't respect them. They didn't rate them. And because it was young girls. Because I tell you what seems to come to my mind as well. That sometimes it appears to me, and I might be wrong, but I'm going to say it. I've started, so I'll finish. Sometimes it appears to me that sometimes when you find women, young women, girls who were the victims of abuse, there is... Somewhere 
in someone's mind an idea that could they have been a willing participant to it? So there's always that question. E- even in rape cases, yeah. there's always there's always that. Some people may not voice it, but it's definitely going to be in the head. That doesn't necessarily, I don't think, occur when you have male victims of abuse. Mm. Do you understand what mm. I mean? I noticed when, you know, when the whole abuse within football yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of scandal broke. I didn't see anywhere anyone talking about Oh, but we don't believe them. Mm. Oh, but why did they take so long to come forward? But remember when the Savile thing happened, you couldn't avoid that line of reasoning. Mm. In the Bill Cosby thing, I know he's not been found guilty of anything, but I know what my personal views are. And I, I listen, you can't talk about Bill Cosby without people people reasoning to themselves that one of the reasons they say it can't be true is because they took so long to come forward and that is such a that's a, one that's of the most a, common excuses oh they took long so therefore it couldn't, it not just a common excuse mm. it's it's a common happenstance with people that have been abused that they don't come forward straight away that they don't feel able to come forward straight away so it's kind of like Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I going back to what my main point was anyway, mm. I never believed at the time when I heard about the Rochdale case that um, it was because the police were scared of being seen as racist. Come on. That institute scared of being seen as racist? But this is it. Like, if I speak to any black man that I know on the street and ask them, how many times have you been stopped by the police? And they can count numerous amount of times. The police aren't in any fear of the black community coming together and like, you know, chastising them for doing that because they keep doing it. Mm. So therefore, if you're so scared, then you wouldn't be stopping our black men on the streets every 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 chance that you mm. get. You couldn't give a toss about that. Mm. It wasn't about that. They just they didn't want to police this situation because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't happening to maybe um, nicer girls it wasn't happening to middle class girls it was mm-hmm. happening to maybe people that they saw as kind of worthless in society and that's just from, that's what I got also from the program that's what the yeah. program confirmed for me because there was nothing there and I don't think it was missed um, you know by accident or, or whatever Th- there was literally nothing within the story and if the story is true to how it all unfolded and developed there was nothing within that story to suggest that the police had any issues or there were any you know simmering cultural you know do you know what i mean issues that they couldn't go into a community and say, look, this is what we've heard. Those The cultural issues came up afterwards because afterwards it showed that there were like gatherings of people in the community when they had like some of the Asian people in the community did start to feel as though, oh, because of the men that had been arrested and I think because of the local press of it, mm. they had started to, um, you know, be targeted by people and be abused by people and taxi drivers apparently were saying that their, um, you know, their work uh, numbers had gone down because nobody wanted to get into their taxis and things like that. So that came afterwards. But to say that it was a reason why the police didn't police this situation was was i think completely false and i think it kind of goes back going full circle this subject kind of goes back to what we're kind of saying about how how does one deal with this 
current issue of mm. terrorism? How does one deal with this current issue of knife crime with young people um, in this city and beyond? Um, that there is a problem when the police won't won't engage or yeah. can't engage, maybe because of past behaviour with the community and the community in the same way can't engage with the police because there's not that trust there. There's not that relationship there. You've never rated us. So now when this, we've got this actual issue, which needs policing, it's difficult maybe for people to come forward. Mm. It's, it's difficult for people to come forward when just touching on knife crime, I was listening to um, a radio program again, and some mother called in and said that her son is a young black boy. They live in London that her son had been targeted by other young black boys, mm. threatened to be stabbed. They chased him from school one day and she called the police and the police said, we can't do anything until it's happened. Wow. What does that Can mean? you imagine the fear that that woman must go, to, go through every time her son steps out the door? That's exactly what she said. That's exactly what she said. <sighs> And then, and then, Ill. and then, and then, and then, if and when something happens, you're going to hear, you're going to hear a whole load of platitudes mm. and you're going to hear a whole load of these sound bites. Lessons have been learned. Really? That's, you see, that line gets my goat. Mm -mm. But do you see what it is? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an attitude. So when you have on the one hand, people out there saying, oh, well, the community's got to do more. The community's got to do more. You know, they've got to break down this wall of silence. They've got to speak to the police. And then on the other hand, you have grassroots people actually in it saying, I phoned the police. I reported this and they didn't escalate it. I phoned the police and told them that my son was talking some kind mm. of irregular talk. They kept their sights on him for a bit. And then they let their sights go and then this, this is what's happened. Or I phoned, the, I phoned the police, told them my son has been threatened with a knife by boys that go to another school. And they told me that until something happens, they can't do anything. What does that, what does that mean? Until he's dead and then he's on London tonight, yeah. then they can investigate and then it can be recorded as a homicide. God forbid. Do you understand what I mean? So, oh, I don't know. Yeah. La, we've got to lighten up this show, though. Yeah, I know. Sorry to bring it down, everyone. But we'll bring it up because um, I said to Shedza today, I said, you know what? I listened to the last show that we did and we did a rundown of the third episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta Reunion. And we couldn't wait to the fourth one because of the reunion, it was just... It was too, going on for too much. It was much. too, 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 too long. too long. So what we've decided is that we will do a reality TV show rundown. So we'll quickly... We'll go through the, the episode four of Real Housewives of Atlanta Reunion because that but the last one just tied everything up. But real is. quickly because we now we need to move on to basketball okay. wise. Quick. I want to just say what my proviso is. No, it's in fact it's not a proviso. What I'm just going to say that my view has not changed since the last <sighs> podcast. The same person, if we were doing One's Gotta Go, even now having seen all four episodes, <laughs> seeing Phaedra's Fake yes, now, now I'm the um now I'm I, the I'm the dunk the goddamn um devil. What did you say? I'm the villain. Like, yes, yeah, you yes, are. Yes, you are. But I still want I still think Kenya should go. Kenya was irritating me about Kenya before she just sit I'm there. I'm sick of it. 
I'm sick no, of it. No, not even that. He's she just needs Kenya. to sit there and keep quiet. I think she wanted Portia to get in as much trouble as um, Phaedra, which yeah. is why she kept putting in her two cents. And yeah. it's like, shush, you don't need to, like, shush. You know what I really, shush, what shush. I really dislike about that whole situation? Because it's kind of like one of my pet peeves anyway. Mm. When people try to center themselves in something which has got yeah, nothing to do with them. Yeah, she was making it about her. Them. And it's like, would you just shut up. Like seriously, I think the general consensus from everyone was Kenya. You're doing <laughs> too much with the lease, but she's a liar. She, she didn't lie about you. Can she just, just doesn't like you, and that's doing, it. Can I just tell you who else was doing too much? What? Why did Sheree go? Oh my god! I, I don't know. Sheree's <laughs> trying to secure her. Her. <laughs> she's trying to secure her spot for next season because it looks a bit tentative right now. Bob's out of the picture. She's so. She's only got the was. basement to finish in the house now. Like, there's nothing really left for Sheree to do when so when I saw that crying I was like <laughs> I mean Sheree there's no tears in your eyes oh, none Lord. of this concerns you it's not exactly like, scary what's the whole oh my god <laughs> When you're the original bone carrier, you said for yourself, you know what you really wanted to do was be like. We just all need to get it out of the open. Now it's out in the open because of you and your big mouth. Like you didn't need to say nothing, but you wanted to. But there you go. So you got your little slot on the next season show. I hope no one is carrying any bones of yours. Oh, because you could be sitting in that spot where Phaedra is right now. So Phaedra was exposed, as the person who was liar. Telling um, <laughs> Portia falsehoods and pulling her strings oh, so that she would say it yeah. on, on on the show and say it to Candy and mm. wouldn't and didn't bother to go back to Portia and say actually is that kind of true and it wouldn't have come out that's yeah. the thing yeah. and that is I guess that is really really bad. Um, She's and a lawyer, I've really... which makes it even worse. It's like disgrace, it's gone disgrace and to the profession. to your profession, <laughs> Shadow. You should be appalled I'm by her. La- just awful standards. And she really tried to defend herself she that didn't. much. At I all. think. I, you know what? I think that's where she went wrong. I think sometimes you just got to. You are so far into the doo doo. You smell of the doo doo. People can see Reek. the doo doo on your hands and on your clothes. You have so. <laughs> obviously been caught out mm-hmm. in the doo-doo that you just need to say this is doo-doo and i'm sorry I'm about stinking. it it's mignon at this point i can't right? do anything else she just Isn't sat it? there she chewed her her cheeks for a bit mm. she tried to hug portia when portia did her mm. whole crying scenario and then she said yeah also oh, looks like i'm the dark girl but yeah yeah you, you are. are i was like and then Whoa. she walked off and got her hair curled mm. i hope that was editing i'm sorry she got her hair curled when everyone else was like going crazy and she was just like could you just 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 powder my nose please i just thought that made her look gone. even more cold but I, i'm a, i'm aware that that may have been that may have been edited editing. from another yeah. another point but yeah so um that that drew that whole series. Oh wait, to an sorry. End. Do you know there was an aftermath after all of that between no. Peter, Thomas, and uh, Matt? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you see sent the that to me. You sent Ace that sent it to me. me. <laughs> I told I'm you. Just like... Ace loves a reality show. I'm telling you, WWE has done it to him, which is why he watches them all. So this right is this is um, yep. Cynthia, <laughs> Bailey's, Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband, Peter Thomas, oh, and he's an idiot. Um, he's actually an idiot, not Ken- Peter. Matt, is yeah, an idiot. yeah. So Kenya's ex Bo Matt from the show. I don't even remember his surname. And they apparently were in the same studio, mm. much like this, recording a radio show. And um, it just turned into a fight. It turned into a bit of trash talk. I was like, then you Matt might threw a be bottle. 10 foot tall, Matt, but 
He's so Peter unhinged. is Jamaican. And I knew the minute he put his hand in his pocket, I knew something was in there. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. He was on the break for sure. So when this flipping Yeti jumped on top of him and I saw this silver shiny thing in Peter's hand. I didn't even see it. I was like, Peter's going to slice and dice I this I didn't floor. even see it. <laughs> I literally, I didn't see it. Did but I saw that stick that Peter oh. had him in a good headlock yeah, for a little did. while. He was like, quite Matt was, But Matt, Matt, Matt effectively did attack Peter. Yeah, he, he did. did. Of course he did. And all it was, was basically from what Peter was saying, this was over the fact that um, Matt was vexed because he didn't get paid. So... Peter was explaining that the men don't get paid on the show. It's not about them. It's about the women. If the women decide to give their husbands a little something, something, then that's down to the women. So obviously Peter's married to Cynthia. Mm. Um, Todd is married to Candy. Candy. So they get broken off a little something because they are the husbands. Whereas my man, you're just the pay, pay up boyfriend. So, yeah. You know, he and got Kenya, and that. Kenya's not Kenya. I think Kenya was just using him as right. Per so I think what Peter was men. saying was try and see if you can get some money from Kenya because yeah. she's the one that's supposed to give it to but you. But even which way, whatever whatever happened, it shouldn't have right. resulted in Matt being there, throwing a water bottle at him, acting like, an and arsehole. then breaking out in a fight in somebody else's studio mm. in front of two other people <laughs> when. I'm sure he was aware that cameras oh were rolling God, as well because so Peter said stupid. that straight away after that, everyone's lawyers got involved saying that the footage can't come out. And Peter was like, nah, F that. Yeah. I'm putting it out. <laughs> I want people to see what he was going on with. He looks a bit funny anyway. His eyes are like a bit he does, all right? over the place. He don't look too too well. So He does. Shouts out to Peter and, you know, just bringing it back to the old school. and just like, <laughs> want- <laughs> Proper Jamaican. So, oh, okay. moving on to... Um, basketball wise. Basketball wise. I don't dun, even dun, know where to dun, start with this. this is, I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to pop off so quickly as... as Quickly as it has. Can I say, I'm really enjoying um, this season of basketball. I am as well, actually, I have to say. It's a nice mix of Mm. foolishment, obviously. (laughs) Did you make that up? But also, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also of people trying to come correct this season. I know it's Evelyn's really turned over a new She has league. actually, because by now she would be flipping over several tables. So I'm very impressed with Evelyn. She's trying. Definitely. She's trying. Um, Tammy, not Tammy. What's her name? Shawnee O'Neill. I don't like her. Is, I just think Shawnee, Shawnee she knows what's up. She is the original bone. She's nah, worse. but she knows what's she's up. She's worse than Sheree in the sense that, with Sheree, at least she says, Look, I told her and I told her. I don't think Shawnee's even that bad, you know. She's acting, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to get the girls together. She loves the Yeah, no, I buy that. I buy that from Shawnee. But I'd rather she just be like, I just love these bitches popping off. (laughs) Instead, she's sitting there like trying to... No, I don't think she does. You're not trying to solve anything. I don't think she does. I think she she does have that in her heart. You're going to have more of it's going to come out soon. Okay, so we're going to keep her under review. Jackie is kooky as ever. Do you know what's funny? I watched um, one of the earlier, like a clip of one of the earlier seasons. Yeah, you know, she's got that issue with her, t- her, t- daughter. her daughter. Mm. Jackie is a, a horrible woman. Really? A horrible, horrible woman. Because in one of the earlier seasons, they actually had, all three of them had to sit down with a therapist. I think I discuss, remember this. Yeah, how 
the kids felt about their mom and how they were brought up. Remember, it's, was there some shadism going on, some colorism yes, in the family? Because I think yeah. they've got two different dads. Yeah, Chantal is the preferred one because she's Doug's daughter. Yeah, and Doug and she's light skin and everything. Husband. Yeah, but she's the one that was being all vocal about. It. She was like, "Look, I remember that you were really horrible to. Mm. I think her name's Takari, the mm. the dark skin daughter. You were really horrible to her. You made her run on the treadmill because she was overweight and everything. And I think Takari's got a bit of a speech impediment as well. Oh wow! And she's she's like yeah overweight. She's got a speech impediment. She's dark skin. So all of these things that Jackie is kind of like picked up on and trying to correct, but trying to like just. I don't even want to say correct. Like you can't Almost read. Iron them nothing, out yeah, iron them out. Like there's nothing wrong with her skin. Like yeah. if she's overweight, okay. There's there's ways and methods that yeah. you can deal with that. But the way she would deal with it would be to the extreme and like have Chantel just free and do what she wants. Whereas this one has to like go yeah. in the corner and do some I madness. And I was that. sitting, I was like, I totally forgot all about this. So when it's now come up again, mm. see with the social media and on the blogs and everything and with, you know, Takari's daughter having an accident and the GoFundMe page that was set yeah. up that Evelyn paid money into that Jackie yeah. was upset about. And it was like, why are you upset that I pay for your daughter, granddaughter to get treatment? You could have done that, but you didn't. You so could have done it and shut the yeah, whole thing down. There was an, there's an issue there with you and your daughter. There's mm. no communication. She felt so away like so like you know apart and away from you that rather than go to you she'd rather go and set up a GoFundMe page yeah. why don't you look at the reasonings as to why she decided to yeah. do that rather than being like well why did you do that that was shady da, 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 da. your own daughter can't even come to you and say look your grand picnic yeah. her face is like we need some medical treatment yeah. she'd rather do that when than you go put to it you. like that there definitely is now I'm looking at it a sinister side yeah. to Jackie and so for she's your own daughters to confront you about yeah. that even your favourite one there's a problem there you got a problem yeah she and all this be time and energy you spend in Doug and wondering where you know whether or not Doug's gonna cheat on you no you need to take that energy and use it towards your kids mm. I don't like her at all I'm like mm. that's why your hairline is a myth that's why <laughs> that is exactly why that's it that's it <laughs> okay so Jackie's like god she's yeah. shady corner sorry I'm and just willing to test her um, let me just start now yeah. because you see Tammy oh fuck <laughs> Tammy Roman I've got a soft spot for Tammy but she's a bully nah, she needs to hold it down she's a bully she's not only a bully she's a fraudulent bully as well Do you know what was she's a bully with so much I think much I like her bonnet no chronicles it actually have you I've and, seen a yeah, couple of them funny yeah. But, um, but her, 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 and I love her mouth her is too much in this. She's always popping off. Mm. And then in certain scenarios, like the one currently where she doesn't like Brandy, although I don't really like Brandy, mm. Brandy Maxiel, who's another character who's like um, a friend of one of the main women in there. Um, she is <laughs> reaching in blaming Brandy. What she's not doing mm. is taking responsibility for her ridiculously ugly behaviour right. in Portugal last season. Mm. Where she went off, she was fighting like a banshee, <laughs> she was flailing arms, she was running down the street, running down um, another woman that happened to be in the show that season. Mm. And now this season, she's like, oh no, Duffy. that was all brandy's fault mm. because brandy hyped duffy and that made duffy talk out of no, her neck to at me at the end of the day duffy is a grown woman she don't want to it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter just say so brandy did, just say brandy fault? did do it just say brandy mm. did hype her gas her you know set a fire underneath duffy yeah so what so then duffy talks to you some kind of a way that you don't like tammy you're a 47 year old woman mm. you have choices 
you don't have to respond. Mm. You don't have to respond. Or you can respond in a certain kind of way. You don't have to respond that way. You don't have to start running down the streets of Portugal so that this season you now say that Brandy, not even Duffy, Brandy put you in a position where you might have gone to jail. No, love. You put yourself in that position. And here ends my sermon on damn well taking self-responsibility. Can I just say, before I forget this, when Jackie came to... um, Tammy's book launch after she said don't come yet and she mm-hmm. walked in with the red fur coat <laughs> and Jackie said not Jackie Tammy, Tammy said, called it what? wolf pussy <laughs> wolf pussy fur uh, <laughs> you see this is what I mean it's these one liners that kind of save her because I'm like she's actually very funny and entertaining but I hear what you're saying she's got she needs to take responsibility for the way that she pops because that behaviour was at because a time I, where she yeah, said she was trying to conceive because I do understand at one point with the whole Duffy situation, what she was telling, look, Duffy, you're doing too much now. Mm. Just just stop. I get that. Mm. And she did get up and she walked away. But you know when somebody says one thing and then she turns, but that's the point where you're just like, let me just keep walking. Yeah. Because I know I will it's pick up to you. this girl that's what off I'm the building. So, and for 47 yeah. years, you've known yourself for a long to time. Be that way. Just keep walking. Keep walking. Let her, let her pop saying. off at the mouth. Like if she wants to think that she's this amazing all-star super DJ because she slept with Drake one time, like you and a million other people. Let her think that. So what? That's it. Can I just stop you here? Because... I just saw some news on social media the other day, and I know this. We've, if it's we've, about who I think it's about, it is love. If it's about, it's I, about Zaddy. I, I rebu- it's about Zaddy. I rebuke this news in Jesus' name. Nas, nope. And Nicki nope. Minaj, nope. nope. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm, I'm just, just gonna, like I'm gonna. I'm responding in silence. No, I'm, I'm just, no, no, look, look, no. I don't, know, I don't even know what you're, these words that you're saying. I don't know what they are. Nas, I'm just not doing it. You know when it's like I told you, it sounds so bad. But you see when Nas and Khalees broke up, man, there was a certain amount of joy. <laughs> it's like he's back on the market. I'm just like mm. I could possibly somehow maybe one day get to. I'm not going to believe until he says something. Until then, no. But she's come out and said, it. I don't care. I just I don't care. No. You look. When a man claims you, he claims you. <laughs> Until then, it's just rumors. It's just it's it's it's, it's, just it's, it's just all fallacies as far as I'm concerned. Oh, because mm, anyway, I'm, I'm hurt. so going back to Duff Duff, I'm hurt. I, don't wanna, mm, I might even edit all of that bit out because I, I don't believe it's happening. So yeah, so um, Tammy Roman has said she has her one-liners, but you're absolutely right. She needs to control. She does her temper. She does because it doesn't make any sense. You pop her foot at the slightest things. Yeah. It doesn't, now can why? we move on to Malaysia? Oh. I like Malaysia. But I do think that over the period I like how of she time, dresses. I like I, I like how she dresses sometimes. Mm, yeah. Over the period of time, she has become a little more extra. Because mm. you know, in the ones where they're sitting on their own, the the to camera pieces, yeah. and she's always like hand signals, like. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? I think she's doing too much on purpose, mm. and so I'm going to keep her under monitorization. <laughs> To see, <laughs> I think she's to see up. where her her character and how yeah. her storyline develops. Okay, can we talk about the newbies now that did they, they just yeah. brung in to just hot up the thing? Yeah. So we need to talk about these sisters because I'm I'm slightly confused. So okay, so there's two sisters in there, Kristen and Arja. Right. 
half sisters. And there's a third. There's a third one as well. Oh, there's a third one. They all got the same yet. dad, different moms. Is yep. that correct? Okay. Yep. So the the one sister, Kristen, <laughs> they must have went to some was it a retreat or something? Mm, and rings. yeah, Evelyn took it upon herself to arrange for a makeover. Pause. For, pause. Yeah. Wrong move. Right. Don't Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> she doesn't have the greatest dress sense, but you know what? That's her business. That's her if she business. wants to dress like that, if she wants to wear brown cycling right. shorts. Let her let wear her brown wear cycling shorts. And I don't know why Evelyn got to be in her bonnet about the way this girl dresses, but she did, and she decided to hire this. I don't even want to use the word stylist. I'm just going to say this woman from down the road because <laughs> I know stylists with a big ass. Right, I know them, and that ain't it. I don't know what that was. Right, so she comes in. Oh, you know. Big bird. Yeah, big bird. Big bum. Built like big. a smeg fridge. Let me tell you, she was out there telling this girl all kinds of I'm things dying. like, oh, you don't it's know so how to fridge. dress and blah, blah, blah. And she was just really abrasive and everything. And at first I felt like Kristen was kind of coming around to the idea. But then she started saying too much and she was just like, nah, this ain't, this ain't going to work. Yeah. Evelyn brought down in tears. Like, I didn't mean to do that. And I'm thinking, Evelyn, how did you think this was going to end? This is like really? new school Evelyn though, crying. Yeah, crying. this is the thing. Before she would have been like, oh, okay, you do need a yeah. makeover. Look or she would have cussed out the stylist, but now she's right. just crying. Yeah, now she's bawling about the situation. I just thought, oh girl, please. Anyway, so these two, they, 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 obviously they clearly fall out. So now I don't understand how this stylist has befriended the girl's sister. Not befriended, because now this is how you know these reality stories set up it didn't make no sense because you acted like you didn't know who this chick was you didn't know her and then all of a sudden you're walking with her sister and you just know suddenly yeah your sister your sister was there but that the other the sister that the stylist was later talking to Arja two things that shocked me about her one I didn't know that she had been the person who Dwayne Wade had mm. cheated or been on the break baby break woman yeah. from Gabrielle Union with because she I'm sorry and I know okay, it's yeah. bad we shouldn't I'm compare gonna say women something, and all the let, rest let me of not, it let but me let not. me just keep it real she ain't she don't she don't she doesn't make it it's powerful that's what I'm saying <laughs> she does not make it she, to me mm. she looks a hot mess she looks a hot mess I'm in makeup nothing. She does. So I was really shocked about that. But secondly, I was I was even more shocked about the way she spoke about her what sister. is ostensibly yeah. her sister. Because when they introduced her, they made out that, you know, we're all sisters and mm. everything. And I thought, oh, they all get along, even though they have different dads mm. and everything. They put that to side and they're just sisters and that mm. was it. No, But clearly. the writing was definitely on the wall when she said, oh, our mums don't like each other. Yeah. So you think I'm going to like her? I mean, with that attitude, that's just like... You just you know, knew. Mm. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a wrong one. But to say on t- on when you know it's going to be beamed onto, you know, national for them, television, mm. um, that your sister's apparent miscarriage was in fact an abortion. That was if some that turns evil. out... Ugh. To not be true. Mm. I mean, I'm still going to watch, yeah. but I'm done with that girl. Do you know what? I heard I heard a rumour. Apparently, it is true, but it's true because she had to have a termination because there was something wrong with the baby. That makes any sense. Yeah. So, it wasn't a case like, she, you know, you just have a miscarriage over a miscarriage. So... Mm. It was so. In other words, it wasn't her choice, but she had to do it. I think for health yeah, wise to, and to, blah blah blah. So that, right. I think that gets explained in the next episode. So I hear. But how even would you, so, how would you be able to come back from that if your sister tried to make out uh, on television yeah. and in front of somebody who's not even 
you know a, a friend or family mm. that actually it was oh, something yeah. else I think it's unforgivable. It is unforgivable. It's like you really hate me that much to the point where you would actually try yeah. to destroy me. Sibling or no sibling. Half sibling or no whole half sibling. World. That's unforgivable. And try to say... And she probably knows that's why she had to have a... T- I feel like that story is true because I don't see... Because I think Evelyn and Tammy confronted her about it in the end. And she more or less just say, like, I'm not some sicko who would just make up having a miscarriage. Like, why would I do that? And I believe her as well. I also believe she probably is a bit whiny, but that's Mm. neither here nor there. You just don't do that to people. Like, what is wrong? Mm -mm. Yeah, that's unforgivable. Yeah. So there's a lot of question marks about who's... We're going to have to do what a one's got to go um, with the basketball wise with the basketball wise maybe we'll do that next week yeah yeah. alright cool so we're going to wrap this up you've got anything to that you want to highlight and put into the light and just say this is amazing and it's happening and it's great and I want people to know do you know what some stuff has happened mm. with some of my friends <clears throat> One's got a new gig, a new mm. job. Um, Carla's doing some great things. Oh, yeah, she is. My best friend's had a baby. I'm just like, I'm seeing people around me winning. Yeah. And that's good because it's making me want to win even more. Yeah. So I just want to put into the light my mates, <laughs> including Why you. Not? Why not? Eh? Yeah, I just want to put into the light my mates because they're doing some good stuff, and trust me, it keeps me inspired, and it makes me just want to do more. So yeah, they're all going into the light, and into shady corner. Man, this week I'm not going to put anyone in shady corner. Mm. I'm trying to live live love and light this week. Okay. Well, I've got a few things to put in. No, just one thing, just like, you know, when we're talking about it takes a village to raise a child and blah, 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 and all of that. And I kind of took that attitude the other day because I had to, because some of you parents, man, like you just need to grab hold of your kids. And when I say kids, I'm talking about like, no, like maybe six, seven, eight year olds. You still like have on public transport with you. And it's like, you know, teach them how to sit down properly. Like teach them not to put their feet on the chairs. Like Mm. teach them like basic things like so that I'm not looking at your child. Like, yeah funnily like I had an incident on the bus the other day where this girl was swinging around one of the poles that are kind of um, situated between you know where the wheelchair section is Mm -hmm. and she's just swinging and swinging around so this guy who you know elderly guy is walking down the the little gangway that's there Mm -hmm. and obviously she's hitting in now she's about six or seven typical six or seven year old doesn't care that anybody else is around and they're only in, in their own little world playing and everything. The mum is sitting on the next chair. She knows she's doing that and she's just not even oh, looking. Hate that and look. she's just like, you know, hate that look. funnily enough, she had a son with her. The son was sitting down quite quietly, just being, you know, a good little boy. Mm. But this girl was just swing, 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 swing around. So eventually, like, because she bumped the, the old guy, I, I looked at the little girl, I said, little girl, what is your name? She told me her name. I was like, okay, is that your mummy over there? She's like, yeah. I said, if you like say her name's um, Lorna. I said, Lorna, go and sit down next to your mum and just keep still and keep quiet until you yeah. get off at your stop. And she was like, okay. And she went and she sat down. I thought to myself, I don't even know your child. I didn't shout at her. I didn't have to say nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing more, nothing to offend. And I just thought, I need to say something because... Yeah. 
if the driver decides to press on his brake, that girl is going through the window the way she was swinging and swinging around that Damn. pole. So this thing of like trying to go, going back to what we were saying about it takes a village. If you see something, then just... Just say, just say something. <laughs> you sound like the adverts. I know. Though. If you this see something, you've got to. This is what they're saying about like, this is the, the thing. thing as well. See it. See, say, say it. it. <laughs> you have to because it, she has honestly. Can you imagine me? I'm sitting there. I'm getting aggravated because I'm looking at the mum like, talk Love, to your, your We picnic. couldn't have planned this show better. <laughs> if you see something, say, say it. it. Because... Clearly, there's parents out there that are seeing and are just ignoring, right? <laughs> and this isn't directed at any particular group. It literally is a thing where that actually does happen. Yeah. And that girl could have literally had a really severe accident if the driver decided to slam on his brakes. She would have gone yeah. out the door. And it's like, at this point now, it's like, she's a dependent, you're the adult. Yeah. Get in there. Tell, tell, tell your child to sit down. Yeah. So all you know? loose balling adults not taking care of their kids. You're in shady you know corner I mean? this week. That's where it starts. Going back, <laughs> foundation, foundation. Tell right. it, sit down, man. <laughs> yeah, you think I could be on the bus travelling with my mum and I swing, swinging, swinging round a pole? Swinging sit down. Where? And you parents as well that like to think that your children are like adults yeah. taking up a seat. No, pick up your child. Put your put your child on your on your lap if they're small enough to do that. Yeah. You've got your child all with his foot all up on the chair hate, whilst I I've got 10 that. bags on me yeah. and I want to sit down. Your child, get, get off the seat. Get mm. off. So Shady yeah, that's corner. my rant. Shady corner. Who's Ooh. going into the light? Into the light. Oh, um... See, this is the thing. Like, I always like harp on too much about the negative stuff, but um, you know, there's stuff going on out there. I'm sure there's someone that needs to be in the light. I just don't know today. <laughs> I think um, who's, who? who's doing great stuff? Man. Who is doing amazing stuff? Um, I don't know, but we got. Oh wait, hold up. on. Let before I forget. Go on. All right, my brother and my nephew have to go into the light. So I want to say good luck to my brother and my nephew because they're actually fighting for England. Some they're not MMA. fighting each other, though, are No. Because okay. you know Callum will win. First of all, my brother will get beat up. <laughs> no one you. comes for my nephew. No one. <laughs> understand, right? I got your back, Callie. Um, yeah, so basically they're fighting for England in an MMA tournament, which is going to be held in Greece. They're actually wow. going flying out tomorrow. And I'm so nervous for my little baby because he's only Aww. eight, but he's so good. I'm yeah, like, he's amazing. And I'm just like, I'm so impressed with you, Callie. I'm really proud. So he's like, he's going out there with his Good dad. luck, Callie. My brother's fighting as well. So good luck to them. I'll put them into the light because he's worked hard since he was about four doing this. And he's really, he's good. Yeah. Very good. So yeah. he said to me, oh, I actually want to do this, you know. And I think he said this to me when around the time when Anthony Joshua mm-hmm. won his with his fight. And I said, you do know that he has to work really hard to get there? He's like, yeah, I'm better than him anyway. I was like, okay, wow. cool. So Anthony, he said that. that my eight-year-old is coming for you. Like, <laughs> I love got, that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm really proud of him. So yeah, they go into the light. Amen. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So we will be back here all light and love next week. Two girls and a mic. Yes. We're out. Bye.